Welcome to the Quality Meet Scotland podcast. Industry updates and best practice to promote, support, develop and protect the Scottish red meat sector. Hello and welcome to this week's Quality Meat Scotland podcast. I'm Mark Stephen. In this edition, we're going to be looking at how cattle are graded and classified, the importance of hitting the right targets and how you can get the maximum return on your beasts. Joining me again this week is George Allen from Meat and Livestock Commercial Services Limited. Now, George is responsible for 10 abattoirs and helps to deliver QMS's Meet the Market workshops on this side of the border and the Farm to Fork scheme in England. Johnny Williams is Joint Operations Director for Farmstock, which is the largest independent farmer-owned deadweight marketing cooperative in Scotland. Now, obviously that keeps him reasonably busy, but his real job happens at weekends and evenings when he has to pitch in and help his wife on her dairy and sheep unit in the borders. George, I'm going to come to you for a start. Just remind us what meat and livestock commercial services do. Meat and livestock commercial services are formerly known as MLC Our main role is to give independent classification in the abattoirs so that we're independent of both the abattoir and the producer. So it's the independence that's valued by all of our customers, be it the abattoir or the the farmer. We're talking about cattle here. So describe the grading process. What do you do? Obviously, all the cattle in Britain is graded or, or classified under the Europe grid. It's just really a descriptive of the carcass being presented at the abattoir. E-U-R-O-P, E stands for excellent, U is above average, R is average. We've got O, which is just below average, and P, which is poor. And the confirmation class E describes a carcass of outstanding shape, particularly of a type produced by a double-muscled cattle. A class P is a carcass of inferior shape, mainly produced from extreme dairy types. And then we assess the fat, the fat assessments 1 to 5, 1 being devoid of all fat and 5 being very fat. When the carcass is described in classification term, the confirmation is always first and the the fat secondary. The base price that's set by the abattoir on the weekly is based in the middle, which is an R4L. Okay, so it sounds very similar to what happens with the lambs. Uh, Johnny, just describe farm stock to me. What do you do? What range of livestock do you handle? Uh, well, Farmstock is uh, an independent far- farmer-owned marketing organisation. We're a cooperative and we market all classes of livestock to a wide variety of, of abattoirs throughout Scotland and throughout the, in, in fact, th- throughout the whole of the UK. We speak to our farmer members on a regular basis. We know what types of livestock they, what they have, what they're wanting to trade that week or in the foreseeable future. And we also speak to a range of all these different abattoirs. They give us their orders, what they're looking for. And we try to match the livestock on the farms to the orders so that farmers are getting the most value and also the abattoirs are getting what they require uh, and their specifications are, are being hit. For the farmer, why is it important to target markets? How do you go about doing it? It's vital to ensure effectively that you have round pegs in round holes and, and, and square pegs in square holes because if you, if you do that, then you're able to maximise returns and you don't have waste. Give me an example of that. What kind of things happening at the moment that would illustrate that point? 
Well, probably um, since the shutdown, there's been a huge surge in demand for processing meat, for mincing, etc. Pre-lockdown, we were people were wanting prime beef. There was poorer demand for cows and for bulls, let's say. And now you are seeing much stronger demand for bulls and for boning cows to fulfil these mince requirements. So in order to differentiate markets and, and to capitalise on that, essentially you need information. So I'm, I'm assuming communication is key in this. Yeah, exactly. We've got a team of a procurement team. That's been more challenging, really, with the lockdown. But we, we, you know, we keep in touch with the farmers. Farmers are able to send videos if we can't go and see them or pictures. And we're able to classify those animals on the farm. And then we arrange transport to make sure that these animals get to the right abattoir to fulfil the orders. And yeah, it's been a huge challenge with the lockdown, uh, the communication, but the technology is available to us today with smartphones, videos, podcasts and stuff. We're able to explain to our farmers what we're wanting and, and farmers likewise are able to tell us what they have available. As John has said, it's good open dialogue in the marketplace, whether it be with the live auctions or with the abattoirs. I said last week, with what's going on about us the now, a lot of good open dialogue with the producer farmers, wherever that the, the, the sell their stock to is going to be very important over the coming months. Changing markets happens very, very quickly and you can get orders come in on an hourly basis. You know, things can change in the afternoon, which you didn't know about in the morning. And being able to differentiate markets, being able to target reasonably specifically, does that just help the farmer or is there some way in which it also helps the abattoir? I think it's a benefit to both. It's a benefit to both the producer and to the to the customer. And it's not always about wanting the best product. It's wanting a specific product, wanting a specific weight of carcass or a specific classification of carcass. It could be that they're wanting O3s or P1s and, and they're not wanting R4Ls. And it's really important that the producers know what's going on. George, you can know what's going on and you can have a specification that you're aiming for. How how crucial is it to actually hit that specification? Certainly from a, an abattoir's point of view, it is very important to know what the abattoir is looking for in the marketplace because the abattoir's primary or main customer is the supermarket. And the supermarket likes the products to fit into the, the packages There's a big thing about weights of cattle, cattle getting far too big and and they're falling out of spec. And the the reason is because the primal cuts, the deer cuts have to be cut down to fit into this package size. And anything that's cut off can't be repackaged and put into another box or, or a tray for sale because it, it's reduced its value and these primal cuts have to go for mincing or, or stew which is a cheaper product and that's why abattoirs are putting big emphasis on reducing the, the carcass weight because there's too much trim and they're not getting the full returns on the primal. Yes the quality of mincing the stew and steak improves but that's not where they make the, the the supermarkets make their money. It's on the big, important primal cuts. So it's important to keep in with your weight parameters that the abattoirs are looking for, and keep an eye on the fat because, like lamb, cattle, the last thing once they reach their optimum weight, they only put on fat after that, and a fatty product 
once again has to be trimmed down to make it a marketable product. So that's additional costs that are applying both to the farmer for keeping the animal longer, plus the abattoirs and the manufacturer cutting this excess fat off to make it a marketable product again. And is fat the only reason that a carcass would be out of spec? No, no. Uh, weight and fat are the two main reasons why uh, a carcass would be out of spec. Ideally, uh, an abattoir wants uh, anything from 150 to 200 kilos per side. So that's 350 to 400 kilos. They pay up to 420 kilos. After 420 kilos for a carcass, it becomes big and there's a lot of trimming to bring it back down. As I say, it's package sizes. And even some of the top restaurants, as John will probably say, they have templates that they'll put in and say, we want a steak to fit that size. It's not just eating quality, but it's presentation. So top-quality restaurants, they want a certain size of steak, allowing for shrinkage so when it's presented to the customer, it looks enhancing, and and that's why they go back there. Johnny, how do you try and minimise the number of -of out-of-spec beasts that are sent for slaughter? It all comes down to put, making sure they go into the go into the right right abattoir. And I would always encourage farmers to weigh cattle on farm, like farmers would weigh lambs on farm, to so you know precisely what weight they are. And that reduces if you know what weight they are, then you've at least got something right. If it's out of spec at one abattoir, it doesn't necessarily mean that it'll be out of spec at another abattoir. And 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 that's where we find because we deal with a wide range of abattoirs, we generally find if it if it doesn't suit one person, it'll suit somebody else. Or if it's not, if it's totally out of spec at, at one place, one abattoir, it may only be slightly out of spec at another abattoir. And it, it's about getting within those tolerances to ensure that you don't get penalised too hard or you maximise your bonuses. I would also say another point we haven't mentioned is on age, because there are some markets for animals which have which are within a, with a there may be bonuses available if they're under, say, two or under, under 28 months. And likewise, on bulls, you have to make sure that they don't go over 16, 18 months to avoid getting penalties. George, I started off by saying that you're one of the people that's instrumental in delivering the Meet the Market workshops for QMS. Do industry insiders, the farmers, not already know this stuff? Does this come as news to them? Farmers do know this stuff. As I said, the whole point of the workshops is to help them refocus on identifying where their stock should go. We've picked up on two things with the Meet the Market workshop. Farmers are are rather pressed for time, but they should actually make time for handling off their stock. When you're selecting your cattle and checking fats, you should always handle the cattle on the left side because that's the loose side as the kidney knob and everything else hangs on the right side of the cattle. So that can reflect from whether an animal is as fat or as fit as they think they are. One additional point, I would just like to encourage all farmers to, to go in and see their livestock hanging up in carcass form because I think you'll make better judgments about drawing stock and better maybe breeding decisions as well when you've seen your cattle or sheep hanging up. 
I would certainly emphasise what John has just said. It is important to go and see your own stock classified in the abattoir and you can see for yourself what's happening in the abattoir because you can relate to that animal better than anything. And abattoirs are, are an open door policy. They'd be quite happy to see their producers coming in and, and seeing what actually goes on. And uh, another important thing for a farmer making decisions on, on what they're going to do in farm, certain supermarkets will actually prefer or pay a premium on breeds of cattle, not like uh, Marks and Spencers. They, they, they prefer Aberdeen, Angus and Simmental. And dare I say it, the old McDonald's, they, they'll only use Aberdeen Angus or Aberdeen Angus Cross. And Morrison's with Shorthorns, Waitrose or Herefords. And so obviously for finishing the same animal and farm, if it fits into a supermarket criteria, there's a, the opportunity to gain more pence per kilo. Totally agree with that. There, there is quite significant premiums available on specific breeds. It, but the only caveat I would have is that farmers need to do their research beforehand to know what is the premium and, and just to be aware of that. Go in with your eyes open when you're making these feeding decisions. When we spoke last week about grading and classifying lambs, you finished with a, a ringing endorsement saying, be sure to clip the dirty bums of your sheep before you put them towards the abattoir. I assume you want to say the same, extend the same message on cleanliness in terms of cattle. Definitely cleanliness in cattle is a most important factor because the hide is pulled off in a different way with cattle. And the last thing you want, contamination. I know certainly during the winter months when stock are housed, there's great emphasis to keep them well bedded and trimmed before they're presented to an abattoir. But it's amazing what a good clean bed and I know straws is premium at times of the year, but presentation of clean cattle is, is paramount, whether it be to the abattoir or even to the market, because good clean stock always present themselves and look better. George Allen and Johnny Williams, thank you both very much for your time. It's been very interesting. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you, Mark. And thank you for downloading the QMS podcast. I hope you found it useful. I'm Mark Stephen. We'll be back next week with another one. Until then, thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Quality Meat Scotland podcast. For news and to listen back to previous episodes of the podcast, visit qmscotland.co.uk. For Scotch beef, Scotch lamb and specially selected pork recipe videos and inspiration, visit www.scotchkitchen.com or follow Scotch Kitchen on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter.